I am so excited about today's episode because I'm going to be interviewing one of the creativepreneurs in my online community, Megan Sanchez, and we're going to be talking about trusting your intuition and business and how to unite the mind, body, and soul of your business to monetize and thrive. guys, welcome to the Socials and Business Podcast. I am your host, Mercedes K, New York and Florida-based content creator, coach, and CEO of GTM Digital and Kajorico. I am a science girl trained in medicine, but knew something was always missing. When my mom passed away, I realized life is too short to be doing anything that is not your true dream. So I took a leap and started my own entrepreneur journey. Now, I help other women and influencers do the same. I work with new boss babes and help them build successful and profitable brands with social media and uniquely styled coaching. We will cover everything from tips and tricks to building your brand, social media, everyday life, and self-care for the new entrepreneur. Tune in at our new time every Wednesday at 5.30 a.m., for new episodes that are sure to help jumpstart your brand and navigate this crazy world of social media and business. But before we get started, let's give our Instagram account shout out to Jess Panazzo, and that is J-E-S-S-P-E-N-E-S-S-O. You guys know what to do. Make sure you head over to Instagram and check them out. And if their content speaks to you, don't forget to hit that follow button. Now it is time to dive into this exciting new episode. Hey guys, so today I have a treat for you. I will be interviewing Megan Sanchez, who is a creativepreneur in my online community, and we are going to chat it up today about incorporating mind, body, and soul in business. Megan, how are you? Hi, Mercedes. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing really, really well, and it's a blessing to have connected with you on our community on Instagram. I do know that I met you through Alex, so I'm just going to give a shout out to the little uh, Reels Ninja. Absolutely. (laughs) Alex, remember? Absolutely. And and, uh, as I was explaining to you uh, a couple of days ago, so... Things have been a little bit hectic recently here in Italy. This is where I live and this is where I was born. Um, And things have been a little hectic because the buses have been totally changed without like prior announcements to uh, through mobile phones and internet and et cetera. So it's been a kind of a wild few days for me entrepreneur wise as well, but I'm not going to dive into that. Uh, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. I can definitely understand like the transportation issue. Even though I drive everywhere now, there was a point where I would prefer public transportation, especially, I mean, I don't know if you are familiar with New York traffic, but it is just horrendous. So it's like, even if you have a car, you are probably better off 
on the trains or the buses because, you know, it can just be a complete nightmare. So hopefully that dies down for you and, you know, it's a little more normalcy over there. Absolutely. Yes, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So Megan, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you do it. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to say that my entrepreneurship journey started out actually quite early. I mean, I always was a little, how do you say, Um, I was like a little nerd and a little loser in school, you know, so I loved studying a lot of bookworm. And so I would read a lot of books, but not of just one kind. I just genuinely enjoyed um, weaving together like knowledge from different sectors, which is actually what led me Uh, to become later on a holistic entrepreneur because I find myself doing the same thing in my career right now. I don't necessarily follow um, a linear logic that adheres to like a traditional marketing mindset, but rather like uh, I'll read up a little bit of sociology, psychology, you know, um, environmental studies, just taking it a little bit from everywhere and then creating that as a, I want to say, mindset to approach business with, if that makes sense. So holistic just basically for me means, you know, uh, bringing together like various different parts of life and then applying that to business, just very simply put. I, I mean, I love that. And I mean, I've always been an intuitive person, even, you know, as a child. And I was always taught to, you know, trust your instincts, trust your guts. It will never steer you wrong. If something inside of you is saying, you know, something's not right, 99.9% of the time, it isn't right. And if something is telling you, you know what, just take the leap you know, screw it, just go for it. You know, that's usually, you know, what I do. But I've also had, you know, clients that don't necessarily, you know, trust their instincts and their intuition. And I work predominantly with women. So, you know, we can be very intuitive creatures. So it's like, you know, we need to incorporate this into, you know, our entrepreneurial journey into, you know, our business framework. And that's another reason why, you know, I thought that you were perfect for this episode because, you know, you do work on that mind, body, soul of, you know, your business. And I just think that is something that more women need to know about, learn about, and just, you know, start trusting themselves, if that makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, I think I would even take it a step further and say that because uh, you were saying very accurately before that, you know, women do have a flair for intuition, that that's just something we're born with. And it's a blessing, truly. Uh, but I'll take it a step further and say, you know, I love seeing the new um, generation of men that, first of all, are getting more um, like normalization of their feelings. Yes. I think that is so healthy for them. I think it's so healthy for our generation to pay attention, not just to like the intuition of women, but to men opening up to, you know, that vulnerability that, um, 
tapping into their feelings, not just their feelings. I don't even want to say, like, I guess that word kind of has a stigma. It shouldn't have a stigma because like you said before, that intuition is that really deep gut feeling that we have. Um, And, you know, men have that. It's just that they've been conditioned by society to not tap into that potential. And I think it's very sad. So when I, I do rejoice, when I see a lot of, you know, our fellow men, uh, you know, standing up against that and using that intuitive skill in their business as well, because I do see them out there. So, uh, yeah, props to them. Yeah, no, I actually love that. And I can definitely, you know, agree with you. I am Spanish and Asian and especially in a lot of Asian cultures, you know, men don't necessarily, you know, show a lot of feeling. However, they do have feelings. Everything that we feel, they feel. The same things that, you know, women go through, men go through too. But it's like, you know, if you show too much emotion, you're weak. If you cry, you're weak. And it shouldn't be that way. Even like, you know, with mental health, a lot of men have mental health issues too, but you don't see them talking about it. You don't see them seeking help because society has, you know, kind of put them in a box. Like, you know, you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to be the breadwinner. So, you know, you can't sit here. You can't be emotional. You can't be crying, you know, just kind of snap out of it. So I'm really glad you touched base on that because men are starting to step into you know, their emotional sides and realize that it's okay for them to have feelings. And it would definitely help them in the business space as well, as far as like, you know, being more open-minded and, you know, understanding their feelings around something and responding appropriately without feeling like, you know, they will be attacked for, you know, whatever it is they're feeling. So I'm actually really happy that you brought light to that. And there are some guys in our community, you probably, you know, know a few of them. You mentioned one, you know, earlier, Alex. I mean, I love how he does things. And you can tell that, you know, he has feelings. He expresses those feelings. And he is very, you know, he's popular and, you know, in the women's community because we support him and he supports us. And it's just... So I don't know. It's so hard to describe. It's it's a really good feeling knowing that the guys are out here supporting the women and we're supporting them and we're kind of like a big, happy online family. So that is awesome. I absolutely agree with that. And I think that that's definitely the focus that every entrepreneur, creativepreneur, or even just normal individual should focus on because if we actually look at the flip of it the same thing the opposite is true also for women so how we were saying that you know men have been oppressed to like be put into this box of you know having to be the breadwinner and not not having to express their feelings this and that now the irony of that the flip side is that although a lot of positive empowerment is happening to women Um, it's kind of like the stigma that once was around men now is also equally on women. And let me, let me expand on what I mean by that. 
Um, so a lot of women are finding themselves also to having to suppress their intuition, suppress their feelings because they have to be the breadwinners, right? So like exactly with, with women, you know, getting into the entrepreneur world, you know, having to be the breadwinners, taking the money home. Um, some some single women, shout out to all the powerful single women who have children out there. You are all amazing. You are all strong. But all of this is to say that um, we have, we are going through this actually, I want to say super awakening period in our history where, you know, we are rebalancing the energies of, of men and women because men, uh, women are learning what it means to have that stigma on men, right? We are living exactly. We, are living we understand <laughs> what it means to like have to suppress our feelings in order to be the rational one, in order to be the seen as the leader, the breadwinner, da 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 da. And on the flip side of that, men are having to see what women, you know, uh, had to go through and are invited to also awaken their intuition as well. So everything is balancing out in the end is the way I see it. So, you know, a lot of interesting things are happening. I can definitely agree with that. guys know I am all about organization and time management in my personal life, but it is even more important in my professional life. This is why I use HoneyBook. HoneyBook allows me to schedule my calls, use several different calendars, batch emails, create proposals, contracts, and send invoices. And that is only a few benefits of this CRM. I cannot imagine running my business without it. And I don't and won't talk about something that I'm not passionate about. HoneyBook has been a complete game changer. And I am offering you HoneyBook for $1 a month for six months. So check the link in my bio on Instagram and also the podcast show notes to find out how you can get HoneyBook today. So Megan, tell me how you use, you know, the mind, body, soul approach in business in your coaching? So in my coaching, I would, I use, uh, my tagline is actually the holistic marketing coach, or also I like to put in my content creation sometimes the tagline, the holistic IG coach. Mm-hmm. And I think that it summarizes really well my approach to marketing and teaching marketing and teaching business because I'm just going to go into the meaning of holistic. Holistic is a word that comes from Greek, olos, and um, it means whole. So holistic is just basically a way, um, it's a methodology where we approach business with a very particular mindset with the knowledge knowing that everything is interconnected. So it's so for example, what does that mean pragmatically speaking? It's like you should not be favoring um, I want to say like graphics over advertising or advertising over I don't know, like content creation or whatever else. 
So you're approaching your business with a mindset of my spirit. So the, the intuition part, you're including that into your business journey, right? Mm-hmm. So I usually like to train my trainees in, in a very specific way. So I like to make sure that they are aware of their spirit, that they are aware of their mind, and then that they are aware of their body. And I usually make an analogy. Mm-hmm. So the body, for, for me, how I teach it, the body of the business is everything that is quantitative, right? Exactly. Because the body of the business is something you can touch. It's something physical. Mm-hmm. So everything that you can touch, that you can measure, that it's physical, that's the body of your business. So you need to take care of your body and make it healthy. So you need to take care of your business and make sure that the numbers always add up, right? Exactly. But that's, that's the thing with traditional marketers. They stop there. They stop at the body and they don't take care of the mind and the soul of the business. And that's where I step in because it's like you can be a successful business person by by all means. You can focus only on the numbers and you can still be successful and then you'll have like a bucket load of money if that's all that you ever want. Or you can say, well, I don't want to stop there. I want to create a memorable, like timeless brand, right? So we're stepping into soul and mind business. Mm -hmm. I want to create a timeless brand that is a legacy throughout the generations. Like it's not about the money. It's about the purpose. Okay. And then when you focus on the purpose, the money comes as a consequence of that. So that's mind and spirit territory when it comes to the analogy of how I teach business and how I teach marketing. So I hope that I did a good job at explaining more or less what my holistic approach to, you know, business and how I coach my students is about. I actually love that. And it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people know that I come from medicine and I use a lot of the foundations that I learned in medicine and I have like reworked them to work in business. And it's like, you know, I approach situations the same way, you know, you would triage, like, you know, what are, you know, what's going to kill your business the fastest? It's just like, you know, with a critical patient, is the arterial bleed going to kill them faster or them not breathing going to kill them faster? Looking at the problems, the pain points, those are the symptoms. However, if you just have the symptoms and you don't have a diagnosis, the root problem is still there. So even if you come up with a fix, if you don't know what's causing it, it's going to reoccur. So I love how, you know, you use that intuitive side and, you know, we're looking at the business, you know, as the body, but if you don't take care of it, it's going to fall apart. You know, if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising, you know, your body is going to take a toll. And I just love how you have, you were able to intertwine what you love and apply it to business in a way that actually helps people. So I think that's awesome. I love that you actually mentioned that you have a background in medicine because the only reason 
why I am a holistic marketer is because I have a background in politics. And, you know, people make the mistake of thinking that they think that politics is only like seeing, you know, the politicians and the, the Republican versus the Democrat or, you know, the left versus the right. And people think that that's what people study when they study politics, but it's not at all. So we actually end up doing a lot of like sociology, psychology and philosophy studies as basis in order to make sense of the economy. So that includes business and also make sense of like individuals. So exactly what you were saying before, you know, um, I think that people out there that have a background in something else, they should use that as an empowerment starting point in order to be, um, in order to innovate within business. So for example, you have this great like PowerPoint where you have a background in medicine and you can come up with like such beautiful metaphors for business world. But like, and, and again, you were talking when, you know, with like terminology, like, you know, the symptoms, the, um, uh, like you were using, you know, like very medical terms and that, that for example, would be a, a very cool experiment right? To try out, to like launch a new social media account where you play with the idea of like, uh, like a, a, a medicine background speaking to people with business, but with that type of language. I mean, what I'm trying to say is this, is that we need to go all in, in our uniqueness, because this is what the problem is in business world right now. Exactly. In business world right now, we have a saturation, and I disagree with the people that say that there is saturation only at the low level. I believe that there's saturation at the high level as well. And what I mean when I say that is this, people are all doing the same thing. People are all saying the same thing. People are all, all behaving the same way. And when you do that in business, you're not innovating. If you're not innovating in business, you're stagnating. If you're stagnating, you're not growing. So, the whole mindset that is kind of being taught in this like modern day business is doesn't focus enough on the intuitive part. It doesn't focus enough on making your uniqueness, your best selling point. Right. Exactly. Cause we like, why should we be like other content creators? Why should we be like other marketers when very clearly we have, we have assets under our belt. We have, um, we have uniqueness, you know, like I would definitely play and I invite you, like, I really hope that, you know, you do some like special episode, maybe a live, maybe a post about playing around with the idea of like medicine and, and business and like, apply, you know, creating analogies or metaphors because that's storytelling right there. That's powerful storytelling, right? Yeah. And it's, it's something that, you know, I am, you know, gradually moving in the direction of, um, just like when you were talking about, you know, people saying different industries are like saturated. And the thing is, is that, you know, you can have 20 people doing something, but it is still not you. And it is, it's the same in medicine. You know, there are 
thousands and thousands of, you know, emergency and trauma professionals, you know, in the space. However, you're not going to get all of them. You're going to get who you get when you need them. So if, you know, if I live in Florida and I get injured, you know, I'm going to have a professional. But if I go to New York and I get injured there, I'm going to have someone else. And both of these people have the same skill. They have the same education, but they are going to approach the situation differently. They are going to communicate differently and they're going to have different styles. And that's what I really look for. 50 people can do the same thing, but everyone is going to have their own style, their own, you know, unique way of, you know, getting their message across or even doing business. And that's what I love about it. I don't see anything as saturated because it's like, are there people who do what I do? Of course there are, but none of them do it the way that I do it. I get my clients to actually see things differently, you know, look at, you know, problems in a different way and, you know, come at them from different directions. Sometimes, you know, people will tackle things and they just have to see it a little differently. And the progress that I've seen from some people where it's like, well, you know, was it, was it this or could it, be this. And then you can see, you can see their brain starting to work like, Hmm, what, what if, what if she's right? What if this is, this isn't what was going on at all. I just needed to see it, you know, in a different way. And all of us coming together, you know, this is what I love. Like I, I do a lot of, you know, intuition based work and my approach, but I also use a lot of medical approaches to business. Like I joke around and tell people, you know, I went from saving lives to saving businesses, but it's the same thing. The same way you would, you know, save a person's life is the same way you're going to save someone's business. We're going to look at what, what's going on. What are the problems? What are the critical points? And then, you know, we're going to start treating. We're going to start treating them. But ultimately, we need to find what the problem was in the first place to have, you know, a real solution so that we're not putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. You know, we don't want it to start bleeding again. We want to stop the bleed, fix it, repair it, and then, you know, move on to everything else. So I absolutely, you know, love the idea of flirting with that. And I am going to be flirting with that. And you may actually be able to help me with some things. So I'm kind of excited, but I just, I love how business, you can get so creative. It's not just, you know, it has to be done this way we can really put our own spin on things and you've done that flawlessly. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. That's, I love that we began the discussion, the discussion by using the word creative preneur instead of entrepreneur mm -hmm. because it just goes to really wrap up our whole point of this podcast, which is, to not follow 
why be followers when we can be creators of something, when we can use our painful story to inspire others to embrace their own painful story and their own uh, uniqueness and then take that and make it their own unique selling point. Because, you know, no great brand ever became great by copying other brands. I mean, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And no great brand ever became memorable by just being like, you know, copying a little bit from that brand and then a little bit from that brand. It's just not how the history of successful branding went. I mean, when we look at the uniqueness of like Coca-Cola or Nike, I mean, let's focus on Nike for, for, for a second. I mean, everything from their slogans to how they decided to use such a memorable logo that is very easy to remember, very simple. And, you know, it even just portrays that whole movement behind what they stand for. Exactly. They <laughs> right? They did everything from head to toe that that was unique. They did, You didn't see Nike doing things like Adidas. You didn't see them trying to copy the logo or trying to, you know, kind of sound like their slogans and promises. They did everything very differently. And... So that's why Nike still today is one of the top sports, you know, sportswear brands that people still love. So I absolutely agree with you there, like creativeness and just embracing our own uniqueness and not being afraid to like listen, because at the same time, listening is still important. We still need to be teachable, right? It is. (laughs) I say that to my students all the time, like we can't go into business with the mindset like, oh, I'm better than everyone else. There's like, there's, I already know everything. I've already been taught everything. There's nothing more for me to learn. I mean, if that's how you go into business, then, you know, you shouldn't be in business. And you're not going to get far. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, so that set aside, um, you know, we need to, we need to remain coachable. We need to remain humble. We need to remain open but having said that, we, we need to not forget to like put our own, put our own in it and not be afraid to put our own because, um, yeah, anyone, anyone, not even just businesses, but anyone who was ever successful went all in in their uniqueness. Like to mention a few Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, I mean, presidents worldwide. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it is a learning process and it's, always going to be a learning process. And that's something that I actually, you know, see very heavily in business and in medicine. You know, you can go into any medical field, whether, you know, you are a physician, a PA, a nurse, it doesn't matter. There's continuing education. And this is done because, you know, things change, policies change, protocols change. And it's the same in business because, you know, marketing changes, tech changes. So, you know, we have to stay, you know, up to date with what's going on. And, 
you're 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 forever going to be learning and i'm okay with that and when i come across people that you know they're not you know working on you know self improvement or just you know improving their entrepreneur journey as a whole i'm kind of like baffled because it's just like you know if this is what you're doing now and this is what you love this is your craft you should want to perfect your craft and for the simple fact that it will never be perfect there's going to be constant learning you know and i love to learn i'm one of those people like you know i'll take a course and part of me i feel like why are we taking this we really don't need this however the perspective of the person who's doing this is different from what i've come you know across before so i may see, see something differently because of it and you you have to be creative you have to be innovative you have to be open minded and flexible with your thinking when you are an entrepreneur and i think sometimes you know we forget about that but you know when we start incorporating again that intuition and like that mind body soul connection we start seeing okay you know we we do need to you know stay up to date and put our best foot forward and you know learn what we need to learn and just grow the way that we should be growing Absolutely. Well, Megan, I would love to thank you for coming on the podcast. Guys, I am going to leave all of Megan's contacts, socials, everything in the show notes, so be sure to check for those. And as always, boss babes, we will chat again soon. Thank you, Megan, for being here. We absolutely loved you. Thank you. Really grateful. Bless you. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to head over to my Instagram account at GTM Digital and give me a like and follow. The best way to support this podcast is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I truly love hearing from all of you. I also run polls and ask questions, so be sure to look for those in the show notes. I love keeping up with social trends, giving tips on business, and posting about entrepreneur and influencer lifestyles. So be sure to follow me on all of my socials. If you would like more information on today's interview guest, Megan Sanchez, look for that in the show notes as well. We are here every Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. Thanks for tuning in and we will chat again soon.